Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, November 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. inflation rose at its fastest pace in more than 30 years, and an electric vehicle maker not named Tesla caught investors' eyes yesterday. Plus, Colombia's president wants cocaine users to know that their drug habit is actually bad for the environment. So he wants people to think twice before they snort, if you like. Our Latin America editor, Michael Stott, has the details. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The latest U.S. inflation report came out yesterday, and boy, it was a doozy. Consumer prices in October rose more than 6% compared to the same time last year. That's the fastest pace since 1990. It's not good news for consumers, and it's not good news for President Joe Biden either. Here's the FT's Colby Smith. This is certainly not something the Biden administration wants to be seeing. Um, The pace of price gains is, is pretty significant. In a lot of ways, the Biden administration is going to be on the defensive here to have to explain why it is, you know, Americans are seeing prices rise at this rapid clip and what exactly, you know, they're thinking about doing um, in order to to contain some of these price pressures. So, Colby, could this throw a wrench in the administration's efforts to pass its next big spending package, the $1.75 trillion social spending and climate one that Biden's hoping to pass by the end of the month? I definitely think that it's going to make the debate a lot more uh, tense. Um, We already heard from Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, who has been, you know, one of the the people that has proven most resistant to additional spending. He made the point yesterday that elevated inflation is really getting worse. And it's from the grocery store to the gas pump is what he said, that Americans are are feeling what, what he called an inflation tax. So in a lot of ways, I think this does potentially jeopardize, you know, the scope and scale of the the latest spending package. And it will definitely heap additional pressure on the Biden administration as it seeks to push that bill through. Is there anything Biden can actually do here? There have been some fixes that the Biden administration has tried to prioritize here. So they have made a concerted effort to ease some of the bottlenecks that have built up uh, in many of the nation's uh, largest ports, whether it's in Georgia or California, let's say. Um, So they're they're doing some um, very site-specific type uh, initiatives to help ease those uh, constraints there. But you're definitely getting the sense that it's quite difficult to contain some of these price pressures, especially after they've started to build up. Uh, One of the things the Biden administration does like to focus on, though, is the fact that the infrastructure bill that was recently passed and and the spending bill that's under consideration now, a lot of those longer-term programs will actually help to uh, bring down inflation in the long run. Now, that does nothing for the situation at the moment now, but at least the thinking is that from a capacity standpoint, um, things will look better if we're ever in a situation like this again. That's the FT's U.S. economics editor, Colby Smith. The electric truckmaker Rivian went public yesterday, and it was a roaring success. The stock began trading at nearly $107 a share. That's 37% higher than the initial public offering price. Not bad for a company that's never made any meaningful revenue. To find out what the investor excitement is all about, I spoke to our correspondent Dave Lee in San Francisco. Rivian has this enormous 
order from Amazon. Um, Amazon wants 100,000 of Rivian's electric delivery vans to, to go into Amazon's logistics network. And so obviously that's going to be extremely lucrative if they can pull that off over the next few years. And then the other side of this is, you know, Rivian has already gained a reputation of making a very stylish electric pickup truck and also an SUV. And there's a hope among many investors that you know this is a kind of pre-Tesla moment where if Rivian can track this market and become the kind of adventure brand of electric vehicles, then that could be incredibly lucrative as well. You know, if they can pull both of those things off, then they're going to have a hugely successful company. Uh, and that's why I think we saw such an incredible debut, which you know, valued the company at more than Ford, which seems pretty incredible given the, as you say, the, the lack of revenue so far. It's had deep, deep losses as well. Uh, and it's still got an awful lot to prove. But can it live up to the hype? I mean, what do skeptics say about all this? Well, I think people say, you know, look at this challenge they have in front of them. They've got to now deliver on this enormous project. Any automaker finds it difficult to launch a new vehicle, let alone a brand new automaker trying to set up a production line to you know, fulfill more than 50,000 pre-orders of the truck and the SUV. Uh, and as I mentioned, 100,000 uh, vans for Amazon. You know, and it does this against a backdrop of supply chain constraints. It's hard to get hold of chips to go in these cars. And this is a brand new company that hasn't yet got a track record of being able to pull this off. And of course, famously, Tesla did find this difficult to meet the sky-high expectations of when those vehicles would be delivered. I think investors are going to be looking at any sign to kind of gauge whether production is on schedule. And more importantly, the quality of these vehicles is as high as Rivian promises. One of the things it has to do if it's going to succeed is make a better pickup truck than Ford, which is making its own electric version of the F-150, which is already an incredibly popular line of trucks. That's going to be cheaper than Rivian's. And so Rivian really has to meet that quality to justify the extra cost. Dave Lee is our San Francisco correspondent. Cocaine, believe it or not, is one of the biggest causes of destruction to the Amazon rainforest. Cocaine production, to be specific. Colombia's president, Ivan Duque, made this point in Glasgow. He was there for the COP26 climate conference. He spoke to the FT's Michael Stott about cocaine and the environment. Michael joins me now to talk more about this. Hey, Michael. Hello, Mark. So is this true? Is cocaine production a main contributor to the destruction of the Amazon? It's one of the biggest causes, Mark, yes. When I spoke to Duque, I asked him to explain how this works, and he put it in perspective for me. In order to produce one hectare of coca, almost two hectares of tropical jungle are destroyed in Colombia. But also narco-trafficking has become the main trigger of the assassination of environmental and social leaders in Colombia. So what's Duque's point in bringing all this up? What, what does he want to do here? I think what Duque wants to do here is try to make uh, Westerners more aware of the fact that when they take recreational drugs like cocaine, it has a serious environmental impact. It's not something that people can enjoy without thinking about the consequences. So he wants people to think twice before they snort, if you like. Think twice before they snort. Wow. Um, Michael, what has Duque been doing to stop deforestation and narco-trafficking? 
So Dookie's been sending um, people out to destroy coca plantations across Colombia manually using, you know, machetes and so on. Um, but of course, that's a very slow, dangerous and complicated process. And one of the big problems here is that these are grown often in remote areas by, um, by countryside people who have very little money. And of course, coca produces a lot more money than alternative crops. So what tends to happen is when the crops are ripped up or destroyed, uh, the uh, peasants in the area just end up sowing them back again, or even worse, cutting down forest in other areas and sowing there. How does climate change more broadly play into Colombia's domestic politics? I mean, I, I would say that climate change is probably not top of most Colombians' priorities. I think there's, there's much greater environmental awareness in Colombia now than there used to be. But for a lot of people in Colombia, the bread and butter concerns about just making a living every day, avoiding violence, tend to be much more important. Michael Stott is the FT's Latin America editor. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mark. Before we go, a last bit of earnings news. Disney reported yesterday, and it looks like the magic is fading for the company's streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Subscription growth slowed in the latest quarter. That disappointed Wall Street and raised concerns that Disney+, Plus has plateaued. The company's shares fell more than 4% in after-hours trading. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.